everybody. Welcome back to That Girl with me, Danielle Decker. So glad you're here with me today. Uh, I hope that you guys all had a wonderful Easter. Uh, we sure did. The weather was absolutely beautiful and uh, nothing better than celebrating Resurrection Sunday. And um, I just, I hope that you found the time to go to church, that you were filled up, that you were able to spend some time with your family and eat some good food and all the, all the joys that God has for us. Amen. So uh, coming off of that this week, um, I, I always, I kind of giggle to myself because I think, okay, so everybody that came to church on Sunday, we all got to be back because I love that, you know, the tomb is still empty. <laughs> so it's it's time to to get there to worship. And like I said last week, you know, as Christians, we live our life as every, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday because that is why we're here and that is why he came. And so, man, we just, we celebrate that every single day as, as Christians. So uh, anyway, I hope you guys are finding yourself in a good place this week. Uh, I know when the weather is good, it puts everybody in a better mood. Amen. It's like, oh Lord, thank you for the warmth. Thank you for the sun. We are all going to make it through the winter and the cold months. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, today, um, I got to be honest, I, I quick wrote um, a few scriptures down because I do want to want to, you know, always bring everything back to God's word. Um, but really today, I just feel like I kind of, I'm going to have like a dump session. And I thought to myself, like, is that a good idea? And then at the same time, I'm like, well, that's what a podcast is for. I know the ones I listen to, you know, sometimes it's like a little mini sermon. Sometimes it it's, um, you know, it's, it's a place for me to kind of speak my heart and, and speak my mind, I guess you could say. And, um, and, and I just pray that you get something from it. Um, but in, in having this platform, obviously I don't take it lightly, uh, to know that there are people that are listening to the words that I say at, at which I'm so incredibly thankful and, and humbled and, um, and, and so again, you know, I don't take that lightly, but I also know that God has put this in my heart, um, to be able to speak, uh, his truth in, in a way and in a space that I can feel good about that and, and feel like it's okay for me, um, to share this with you. And so today that's kind of, it, it's just, I want to just talk and just chat. And I wish that all of you that are listening were sitting in the room with me so we could have have a full on um, conversation because man, I'm so thankful that I have people in my life that I that I get to sit down and have conversations with and just talk about things and um, that they're Christians and they edify me and they build me up and as as I do with them. And that's what God has called us to. And that's why he tells us in Hebrews that um, not forsaking the gathering of one another as we see the day approaching and that we would be edifying each other um, because he knew um, as the time draws nearer of his return that things would be different, that it that we need each other. And listen, whether we were in the, the end times or not or whatever, we need each other anyway. I mean... Everybody needs somebody. We're not we're not meant to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. And um, 
but it's but it's important that in our loneliness we don't go searching for companionship in someone that doesn't share our beliefs and that doesn't mean that you can't be friends with someone that doesn't share our beliefs that's not what i mean what i mean is is don't be looking for counsel uh and and the bible tells us that don't walk in the ways and the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the seat of the scornful i mean you 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 can't expect to be edified in the ways of Jesus and in your walk with Christ when you are hanging out all the time or listening to or taking advice from people that don't follow Christ. I mean, that doesn't even compute, right? However, uh, we can find ourselves in those places sometimes because it feeds our flesh, because um, that person is giving us the the answer or the response that we are that our flesh is searching for, even if our spirit is like, no, that's not really right. But your flesh is like, yeah, that feels good. Um, not a good place to be. And we've all been there. Um, we all want to feed our flesh at times, but we can't. And um, again, and, and that's why um, church is important. And you guys know I say it uh, probably every single week and you're probably annoyed with it, but that's okay because I'm never going to stop saying it because I personally know the importance of my church family and you may say well Danielle you you know you lead worship and and you know your your aunt and uncle are the the pastors of the church and you know all these excuses as to why uh, I go to church every week but I'm here to tell you that you can take that all away from me take it away I'll give it to you I mean, I won't give you my aunt and uncle, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll give you the, the praise and worship leader or anything else that I do and am involved in. If you could, ta- if you, if God said right now, I'm, I'm taking all of that away from you, I would say, okay. And I would still serve him and I would still be at church and I would still, still be there every single week because I know the importance and what that does for my life, um, for the life of my children. For who it uh, it makes me as a person and my family and you know all the things because I know and and here's here's the here's the real reality of it no matter what if I'm following Christ and He specifically tells me and instituted the church and tells me that I need to be there don't you think that that's where I should be no matter what well absolutely and um and it's important um to find a church that is speaking truth. And I did an episode quite a while ago about um, that very topic and that it's not okay and it's not enough to just say, well, it doesn't really matter where you go to church as long as you're going to church. And that that's not true um, because unfortunately, especially, especially right now, um, there is so much deception in the church um, there are so many churches and, and quote pastors out there right now that, um, are, are, de- they are deceived and they are deceiving many. And it has really been heavy on my heart and not in a way that I, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily, um, you know, it's not changing my life per se, uh, but I just, I hurt for the church, the church as a whole. I mean, the body of Christ, his bride. I don't want to see people um, being deceived in the way that people are right now. I mean, we have mega, mega church pastors um, 
you know, saying that um, this transgender is okay um, from the pulpit. Um, there are so many ways that they are just blaspheming God. Um, I, I mean, I could, I could go on and on about that. But how many times, and, and God has specifically said in his word that that um, false prophets would rise and de- and being deceived, they would deceive. And, and it's, it's incredible because every week and every time I put out an episode, it just every the, the thing that I talked about becomes more relevant every single day. And I, I'm not exaggerating. Um, and you, you see so much happening at such a rapid pace that it feels nearly impossible to keep up. And um, in all of that, if we are not grounded, your mind can set, be sent off into a tizzy. And, and, and when that happens, we become silent. And the deception comes from a place of wanting to feed our flesh. And just real quick, I want to read, um, and I've read before in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And that word fables there literally means fiction. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And I have in my Bible underlined endure afflictions. Because right now we see a so much of the Christians. And he also told us that near the end, there would be an apostasy. And that just means a falling away, that that Christians would be falling away and the, their, their love would grow cold, their heart would grow cold. And the things that they once believed, they would stop believing. And Unfortunately, the reason that that happens is because the world is screaming so loud, as we well know, and and people, Christians, see, I don't expect the world to be any different. How? Why would I expect uh, the world is acting like the world? Okay, uh, that I, I expect that from them. But when you see Christians falling into what the world is doing and what the world is accepting and what the world is saying this is how you should act and this is how you should be and, and Christians do that that's the apostasy that's the falling away that is the fulfilling of the flesh and the itching ears that where they're re, uh, 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 setting themselves up basically like this says um, will heap up for themselves teachers and and that just means they're you're you you're not seeking out truth you're just seeking out a quote teacher that is um, you know, telling you things that, that, um, tickle your fancy basically, and that feeds your flesh. And I, I, the reason that we need to be able to endure these afflictions 
is because the minute that you start speaking the truth, the afflictions are going to come because right now it feels like, even though I know in my heart that's not necessary, it's, it's not true, the media only shows you one side of the story, right? Like, you're only getting one side of the story, which makes you very much feel like, does anyone else believe in God? Does anyone else go to church? Is anyone else talking about the things of, of, of the Lord? And I'm here to tell you that they are. But you have to find and you have to be in the presence with those people because it's easy to find the people that will will um, tickle your fancy because they are the people of the world. And that's what you see the most of if you're not looking for what God tells you to be looking for and what God tells you to be looking at and what God tells you to be filling yourself up on. And the world right now is so wildly broken. And and I don't mean to stay on this topic so often, okay? Because I understand that that can feel slightly exhausting, right? Um, but the reason that I, like I said, that I just wanted to, to talk a- a- today and just like share this stuff that's on my heart in no particular order is just because as Christians, we have a calling, we have a job to do, and that is to speak truth. And, and right now, we are being made to feel and being told that if you don't accept this, and if you don't look like this, then you're not a Christian, you're not walking in love, you know, you're a bigot, you're a this, you know, you name it. It's like you're this horrible person and nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth because love does not equal acceptance. That is the greatest lie being shoved down everyone's throat right now that you, in order to love someone, you have to accept the the way that they live their life or what they're doing or whatever. It's like, uh, that's absolutely false. If, if I, if, if I was loving a drug addict and I said to them, I love you. And in order for me to love you, I have to love you as a drug addict and I do nothing to help them. I allow them, um, to live that lifestyle. Actually, I help aid them in that lifestyle, give them anything they want to continue to use drugs and, I don't know, completely ruin their life, live totally contrary to the incredible plan and purpose that God has for that person. And I just say, well, in order for me to love you, I just have to completely accept all of that and and just leave you in that condition. Am I loving that person? Is that love? If there's a person that's struggling struggling with anorexia and and this person won't eat food and it, it my goodness is practically killing themselves but I say well there's nothing I can do to help you because I just have to accept you the way that you are and if I don't then I'm not loving you. Is that love or is love saying let me help you. Let me help you see 
how this is affecting you and how this is contrary to what God says. And and I want to help you, um, not because I'm better than you or not because God loves me anymore. No, because I, I want to help you because I struggle with things too. And, and But I have a Savior, a loving Savior that came and died and rose again, that loves you the way that he loves me, that he wants to change you from the inside out. So that you could be fulfilled and healed and whole and live out this incredible life that God has planned for you, right? That's love. But see, the world doesn't know love. The world can't even tell you what love is. They can't tell you what anything is anymore. Let's be honest. So why are we even listening to the world defining anything especially uh, what a Christian should look like or what a Christian should be doing. How would they know? They have no idea. So no, love does not equal acceptance. And acceptance does not equal love. That we have to stop that whole verbiage, okay? Because we love people, but we don't like sin, We don't accept sin. We don't accept sin that's shoved down our kids' throats or thrown in our faces. Listen, you know what? I have things about me that uh, we all sin, right? I sin. I fall short. Every single one of us does. And God loves me, but he doesn't like the sin in my life. And he doesn't like the sin in your life. And he doesn't like the sin in anybody else's life. But he loves us too much to let us stay in that sin. And that's the difference. Love is helping pull people out of the sin and out of the sickness of this world. That is love. If if it was just enough for us to just, I don't know, live however we want, do whatever we want, and completely destroy ourselves, then why would we need a savior? Why? We were already dead in that sin anyway. So what difference would it have made? It wouldn't have. But God said, no, I have more. I I, I have more for you. Living this way is contrary to what I have. And the reason that I want to pull you out of this sin is so that you can become the newness in Christ. Right? And so we have to stop accepting what the world says is okay. And we and, and coupled with not accepting it, we have to start speaking truth. Listen, that's why it says here enduring afflictions because when you start speaking truth, I very much promise you that those afflictions will come, but we have to remember that Jesus told us he said if the world hated me, they will hate you too. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the world is hating me and hates what I have to say, I say good all the more because that means I'm doing what God told me to do. And we all know that there's a way to do it in love, of course, because it's only by his love and his grace and his mercy that we're changed. That's it. Showing people the love of Jesus, speaking the truth. Listen, we can't add anything to God's word to make it any better, to make it more understandable. To We don't need to water down the gospel to reach the world. And you don't have to be a theologian and knowing everything to be able to reach the lost. 
what is the gospel, the good news? Jesus came. He died for your sins. He loved you. He loves you. He rose again. He, ha- he has a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants to see you living out a beautiful life that he had planned for you since the beginning of time. That's the gospel. That's it. And see, the, uh, Satan in his conniving evil, wicked deception makes us think that we have to have the whole Bible memorized before we can even start to speak truth. And that's false. It's so false. And one of the other reasons why Christians don't want to speak out and and, and speak the truth, they don't want to, okay, number one, don't want to be attacked. Fine. Okay. Get over that. We all have to look at Jesus. Okay. He didn't care. And the reason he didn't care is because he loved the people too much to say, all right, fine, I'll stop speaking the truth. No, because it's the truth that sets them free and he knew it. So he kept saying it, right? And the other reason that Christians don't want to speak truth is because they feel like they can't defend it. And the reason they feel like they can't defend it is because they feel like they don't know God's word. And I'm here to tell you not to condemn you, but we should be growing up in God's word enough to be able to defend it. That just means reading your Bible. Another thing that I drive home every every episode, knowing your Bible in a way, not knowing it chapter verse, it's okay, but knowing it enough that you know the heart of Jesus, you know his heart, and so when, when, when people try to say, well, you can't say this or you shouldn't say that, you say, no, but I know the heart of my father. I know the heart of Jesus because I know him, because I know his word. I know what he did for me and he can do that for you too. That's defending God. That's defending his word. And, and the reality is, is God's the one that defends his truth. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. There isn't your truth and his truth and her truth and my truth. There's one truth and his name is Jesus. You, he, I promise you, is smarter, greater, bigger, wiser. He's the one that handles that truth. You speak the truth into a lost and dying world. You speak the light into the darkness. And God is the one that takes that spoken word and multiplies it on our behalf for his glory. Amen. That's what he does. That's his job. Listen, I'm not going to be able to make every single person believe what I'm saying or believe in Jesus, and you're not either. But that's not necessarily my job. My job is to say, Jesus loves you. And, And this wickedness of this world is ugly. It's disturbing. It's completely contrary to to the way that God would have things to go. And so I, I have to speak truth. And you say, well, I, I, I feel like I, I don't know truth and I, I, I have a hard time. What's truth and what's not and what's God and what's not and what's okay and what's not. I'm here to tell you, God gave us, Jesus 
gave us the Holy Spirit. And let's read real quick. In John 16, we're starting verse 7, and this is Jesus talking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of me and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit who will lead you into all truth. We have been given the beautiful, incredible gift of the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He is our leader, our guider. He speaks to you all the time. You have more wisdom and discernment in the the fact that you have the Holy Spirit than you can even imagine. And if you can tap into that and understand it, that is how you are so much more able to speak the truth, know the truth, uh, live out that truth in your life. No one can say, I, I can't hear from God. No, you can because Jesus tells us that, that, um, the, that his followers, that his sheep know his voice and the voice uh, of a stranger they would not follow. And, and if Jesus said that, then, then I can't say he doesn't speak to me because then I'm calling him a liar and I know he's not a liar. So if, I, if he tells me that he's going to speak to me, then I have to believe him and know that he does. He speaks to you and he leads you into truth. There is so much noise, but, but that still small voice is God. And he gives you that check in your spirit telling you that's not right. Or this is right. This is good. This is of me. This is of my father. We don't have to be confused We cannot be deceived, especially when we're walking with Jesus, when we're walking in the ways of the Lord, when we're listening to the Holy Spirit, when we're walking in love and in truth. That's not anything that any Christian should ever feel bad about. Ever. Telling people that God loves them, telling people that he has a plan and a purpose for their life. How could that be wrong? You and I both know it's not wrong, but there's a lot of deceivers out there. And unfortunately, there's a lot of it coming from places that call themselves church 
There's a lot of it coming out of the mouths of, of men and, and women that call themselves pastors and teachers. And they are deceivers. And they are deceiving the people and they look like the world. And we cannot possibly help the world if we look and act like the world. We have a higher calling, not in a prideful, boastful, better way, but a higher calling as in, I, I am up here with, with Jesus. I have risen above the chaos and the noise and the destruction of this world. And I want to pull you up here with me where the air is clearer, where I can see things for, for what they are. We know the end of the story. We know who wins. There is a lost and dying world out there that is grasping at everything and everything that they are grabbing onto is horrendous and horrible and, and, and leaves them feeling empty. And it might give a moment of satisfaction. It might give a moment of fame uh, in the social media world, but it's not truth. And unless it's truth, it is leading down a path of destruction. And, and, and when you're on that path of destruction, you are destroying everything in your path. Because you're believing a lie and you're living the lie. And when you're living the lie, you're having other people come into that lie with you. And wow, what a mess. But if you are sitting silent, you are siding with the world. And you say, Danielle, how can you say that? How can you say that? I'm not siding with the world if I'm quiet. Because in your quiet, you are not defending the truth. And right now that truth must be spoken out of our mouth. Because God has given us free will. But when his people open their mouth, speak the truth of his word, call on his name, there is power behind the prayers of God's people. There's power because he has to move on our behalf because he promised us that he would. And so when we speak it out, God is able and to do justly what he said he would because we are the ones calling it out. We have the authority on this earth to speak truth in love to the whole world to anyone that will listen. And you're probably not going to be loved for it. And that's okay. Because we just celebrated Jesus who died on a cross, on, uh, 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 on, on a cross and, and rose again. And guess what? He was not accepted for the truth that, that he was giving them. They didn't, re they didn't release Barabbas because they thought he was a good man. They released Barabbas because they just didn't want the truth of what Jesus had. Imagine that. Imagine if Jesus would have kept quiet because he didn't want to face what was coming at him because of the truth that he was and that he is. Do I not owe it to my Savior to speak his truth? Can I not give him that? I owe him that. And it, and it blesses me to know that, that I can do that for him. Because I want to love people the way that he did. And how did he love people? He loved them by helping them, pulling them out of their sin. 
showing them truth. And the truth is, is that he loves us and he has a better way. A way that leaves us happy, fulfilled. That we have an eternity with him someday. Amen. Man, I just looked at the clock and I've gone (laughs) way over. I have so much more to say. Uh, But I I just pray that this could be a blessing to you. That maybe you can relate to some of this. And um, there will never be a time that I won't want to speak truth. And I'm not saying that I'm going to get it right every single time. But I would rather continue to speak truth then stay silent. So share this message. If it blessed you in any way, reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you, chat with you. And again, if you have any questions that you want answered, especially on any of these topics that we kind of briefly hit on today, send them to me. We're going to have Pastor Paul on next week. If not next week, the following week, we're going to be getting together. We're answering some questions. I've got some coming in. It's super exciting. Listen, this is the time where we lean in, we we learn from each other, we build each other up, and questions are good because when we have the answer to a question, then we can turn around and give the truth of that answer to somebody else. Amen. I pray that you guys have a great and blessed week, and I'll see you here next week at That Girl.